I'm Jack Kennedy, and we're here to bring you the latest in MMA. My name is Hunter Boss, and what the boss says goes. What is up, everyone? My name is Keaton McNamara, and you already know what time it is. Welcome to the MMA Island Podcast. I am Jack Kennedy alongside Kayla McNamara and Hunter Boss. UFC 272, right? We're going to talk about that good card, uh, Masvidal Covington. Um, that's what we'll get started with. The news. Uh, Colby Covington beats Jorge Masvidal by a dominant decision. Uh, so we were all wrong on, on the MMA Island Podcast. Although, you know, my brain was right, even though I didn't pick it, you know, like, like most people. Um, so Hunter, starting with you, what did you think about the uh, main event? It was a it was a good fight. I thought I thought it was pretty back and forth, or as back and forth as it could be. You know, um, Colby Covington proving once again how dominant of a wrestler he is. Um, us Masvidal pickers out there, I feel <laughs> like we um, we we expected fourth round knockdown, but we were hoping that he would push on the gas to get that finish. Except he was out of gas. Colby Covington's like that. He'll he'll push the pace, push the pace, push the pace until you're out of gas. So that's what happened with Masvidal. Even though he caught him with a clean right hand that would put anyone else to sleep, Colby Covington proves again that he's got a good chin. You know, he he's he can be put down, but he can't be put out. You know, uh, Colby Covington once again dominant performance. You know, great great fighter. Uh, before there was a lot of talks of we haven't seen Colby Covington fight anyone in the top five, even the top ten right now. We've seen it now, and we see that he can he can hold his own against these fighters. So, good fight. But that's all all I gotta say. You know? <laughs> I was wrong for one. Uh, not, I don't want to say for once, but I was wrong today. I was wrong today. Yeah, you know what? We were all wrong. It is what it is. You know, we you know we're fans of a sport. You know, we picked on emotion and and passion. And if you don't pick on that, you know, what's the point in being a fan anyway? We lost. We pick up our stuff. We move on. Um. Yeah, look, uh, it, the fight went pretty much the way everybody thought it would. No real shocks there. Uh, Colby Covington's gas tank is incredible. If this were old school pride, he would be able to go a full 60 minutes if he wanted to. His gas tank is just that good. Uh, Jorge Masvidal looked completely tired after the first round. Again, kind of expected that as well. You know, in that second or third round when Colby Covington was teeing off on him against the octagon, you know, that wasn't to knock him out. That was to humiliate him and to completely gas him out. And he succeeded. He did everything he said he would do. And on that level, I have to tip my cap to Colby Covington. He did what he said he would do. Um, If you're Jorge Masvidal, um, what I will say is he showed a lot of heart and a lot of spirit to stay in it because he was getting dragged down deeper into the sea from pretty much round three onwards. Um, unbelievable shot he landed in the fourth, but that's the shot he needed to land in the first. You know, even the shot that he landed, you know, it was clean and it was accurate. But if that had been the first round, he would have knocked Colby Covington out. But there's no points in ifs or buts. Colby fought the perfect fight. He fought the smart fight. He did what he said he would do. 
and he has the win over Jorge Masvidal. That will go down in the history books. As far as I'm concerned, that rivalry's done now. Jorge's never going to beat him, in my opinion. Much as I would like to, it's just not going to happen. And yeah, Colby Covington, very, very good performance. I'm very impressed. It seems like Dustin Poirier might be next for him. We don't know yet, but it's on to the next one for Colby Covington. Fair play to him. Yeah, look, I think you guys pretty much sums it up great. Real quick, before I, I talk about the uh, you know the main event as the news, I want to give a quick shout-out to all Seahawks fans that are listening right now. I know it's not yeah. MMA, but we're all going through it. I just want to let you know we're all, we're all together and we'll get through this um, maybe at some point, like 10 years down the future. Um, but anyways, talking about the main event now. Uh, yeah, look, solid fight. It's what logically made sense what was going to happen, right? Colby Covington is just that good. He is – clearly the second best welterweight on planet earth and he proved it uh because Maz- he really made Mazadal look like he's just a an inferior impo- opponent that's what he made it look like he just completely outclassed him um when that fourth round knockdown happened i was kind of losing my mind a little bit because i was like oh my goodness we all predicted it literally it was a round later but what keelan and i were talking about here comes the second win but then he was gassed. He had nothing left. That was the Hail Mary shot. And you could tell whenever, the, by the way, he was walking, he wanted to go forward, but his body would not allow him to go forward because he had nothing left. That was the last chance for Jorge Masvidal. After that point, it was over. Colby took over the fight like he did before. Um, I'm not even sure I would give Masvidal that round because Colby was dominating the round up to that point. He was rocking him and took him down and stuff. So, that was literally all Jorge Masvidal had the entire fight. I was thinking he might catch what we were talking about, the catch the second one. I thought he would get that, and then it would like somehow he would get adrenaline or something, go forward. He just didn't even have that. Colby Covington, look, love or hate the guy. He can fight, and he proved it. Oh, yeah. um, and I agree with everything else you guys said. I mean, I think you guys nailed it. It's just that there's so many options for Covington going forward as, as far as who he's going to fight. Um, so just credit to Colby Covington. Jorge Masvidal is very, it's an unfortunate loss, but it's, you know what, it makes sense that it happened just because uh, Covington is that good and he has the cardio and the conditioning to uh, to keep going no matter what. So very interesting main event, a lot happened. Um, and let's move on to the best of the best. And it is International Women's Day. So naturally, let's talk about the most influential women in the sport of MMA. Hunter, what do you think? I'm going one and out. It's Ronda Rousey. Ronda Rousey is the most influential woman in all of MMA because there wouldn't be a woman's section of MMA in the UFC, at least, if it wasn't for Ronda Rousey. Dana White has strictly said before Ronda Rousey was even like in the picture that there would not be any woman fighting in the UFC. That's true. Because one look at Ronda Rousey, boom. Ronda Rousey signed. They got a woman's division. Uh, I And she was very influential as well because she was uh, – very, very good. You know, she yeah. was a great submission artist. She had good wrestling. She had decent striking. Um, she was in the pound for pound rankings for a while. You know, she, I think she got all the way up to seven or six, which is back then was, is really good, you know? So great fighter, fantastic, influential figure. Ronda Rousey is my pick. Yeah. It's a, it's a great pick. And you know, you, you ask anybody, that's who they're going to pick. It is Ronda Rousey, you know. I don't even need to tell you why, because Hunter's just told you very, very well. I would like to give a few honorable mentions, if I could, before I say my actual pick, because there's really a few brilliant, brilliant women who we could give the very deserved honor to. 
You want to hear Jay Check and Wei Li Zhang watershed moment in the history of women's mixed martial arts. One of the greatest fights I've ever seen in my life. They both deserve an accolade for that alone. Misha Tate, I think, deserves a very honorable shout. You know, she's been an OG of the women's game for a long, long time. Chris Cyborg is another one who I think deserves much more respect than she gets. Amazing fighter, very accomplished. You know, got so much undeserved hate and mockery for various reasons. I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. And those are just a few of the picks that I was going to mention or honorable mentions. But my pick is Valentina Shevchenko. And there's quite a few reasons why I could pick Valentina. But overall, she is the greatest female mixed martial artist to ever live, in my opinion. And that's that's a big statement. But when you look at Valentina and just how good she is, it really becomes a much less controversial statement with each fight you look at. There are there are a lot of male flyweight fighters that I think Valentina could genuinely beat. I really, really do. I think skill-wise, she matches them all the way to the very top. Even some 135 fighters, I would argue as well. You know, many would give the accolade to Amanda Nunes, but Valentina won that second fight. I hold that to be true, three to two. And Valentina Shevchenko, to me, when you look at her and what she's accomplished, she should be the torchbearer for what women are capable of and what they should be striving towards. Because her standard of excellence as a fighter and as a martial artist is unmatched and it's unrivaled. Amanda Nunes can punch harder, I agree. Ronda Rousey's probably got much better judo, I would also agree. But there is no better complete mixed martial artist than Valentina Shevchenko. And in the honor of International Women's Day, she's the only pick for me. I like that a lot. I like that a lot. I I think uh, you have to give, first off, you have to give, because Amanda Nunes a massive shout out, because I still think um, you have to call her the greatest of all time because of just her accomplishments and everything she's got. Um, however, Keelan, I agree with you. I think Valentina is the best female athlete we've ever seen in, in, in the UFC's history, just so well-rounded, and she is not taking a back step. So massive shout-out to Valentina Shevchenko and also Amanda Nunes. Um, Hunter, I agree with you. I think it has to be Ronda Rousey because it's, it's kind of like uh, – you know, you look at some of like if you're comparing her, like the only comparison you could really do for her is Connor for what he did for for you know, men's MMA or just MMA in general. For her, it's not just women's MMA; it's MMA in general. She helped propel the sport to another level. Her personality and her winning, and like you guys said, MMA wouldn't or women's MMA wouldn't exist without Ronda Rousey because Chris Cyborg was around at the same time, just taking heads off, but she wasn't didn't have the the, the charisma or or just the the following that Ronda Rousey has. And then whenever she would win, she would just get more of a following, and she inspired so many people. So if you look at the most influential, most inspirational, it has to be uh, Ronda Rousey, at least for me. Um, I also want to give another shout-out to Misha Tate, who was her main rival at the time, because that, again, helped propel the sport further. Um, and last one I really want to shout-out, and this one uh, this will be the one I talk about the most. Uh, also, real quick, Yohan Yen Jacek. 
Um, I, I'm sorry, real quick, because uh, she was so dominant for a long time. And on the list of most dominant champions, she's third. But that she she was so good at, 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 at that. And uh, I want to give her a massive uh, shout out because she deserves it. Um, person I want to talk about, though, is Rose Namajunas. Um, nice. Even though we're, she's not anywhere on the greatest uh, women's, you know, in, in, in the UFC list, whatever. Um, she is, I think, probably one of the most inspirational women yeah. to ever fight, um, especially in her title victories where really no one was giving her a shot. Uh, so the Ioana one, she won by a knockout and, and just her post-fight speech and everything, just like after knocking someone out, calling for like world peace and stuff like that is crazy, but I love it. Um, and then for me, the, the best one of the best uh, we saw in, in the year 2021 was the best year of, in MMA history. I, I think all of us agree. Uh, we saw Brandon Moreno in, in one of the best post-fight stuff. And then the other one was Rose Namunez whenever she won against uh, Zhang Wei Li. And, mm-hmm. and, and she gave such a, a, an impassioned, like it was just so great to see her win. She, beforehand, she was saying, I'm the best, I'm the best. She has so much to prove. And she won. That is flat inspirational for not only women, but espe- like just everybody. That is just amazing. Yeah. Um, so when you look at most influential women in, in MMA history, it has to be Ronda Rouse because she's the one that propelled it to what it is. But I would also put Rose Namunas up there just because she is such an inspiring person um, for everybody, but especially women who watch the sport of MMA. She made Joe Rogan cry. Yeah. You could do that. Yeah. That's pretty inspirational. Yeah. So that's my only comment. Though. Yeah. Yeah. Very true. And um, before we move on, there's actually someone who I want to give a very special, special shout out to as well that we haven't mentioned. It's the very recently retired Roxanne Modafferi and the women who were the very first generation of fighters yeah. as well. And I don't think these women get enough credit either, if I'm being totally honest with you. You know, we look at the Ronda Rises, the Cyborgs, the Misha Tates, the women who really, even the... Um, uh, Liz Carmouche? Yeah, Liz Carmouche. Who was the... Oh, what's her name? Uh, she was let go from Disney. Uh, oh, I know who you're talking about. The Mandalorian. Um, yeah. Oh, oh. why is her name? Um, Gina Carano. Gina Carano. Gina Carano, yeah, the likes of Gina Carano as well. You know, they all spearheaded the charge towards women's MMA being acceptable. But Roxanne Modafferi and her era, like she said in her post-fight interview, I think against um, after the Casey O'Neill fight, you know, they were fighting at a time when men were laughing at women fighting as well. You know, we can't forget that sort of gender disparity wasn't that long ago we're only really talking 15 20 years which in the span of history is nothing so i'm not saying she's the most influential or she's the best because her record of with no disrespect it tells you the truth but special shout out to roxanne modafferi as well because it was the likes of her fighting in those much much smaller venues and basically grinding the way they did that opened the doors for the likes of Ronda Rousey to transition, but love your picks and special shout out to them too. Oh yeah, absolutely. Well, I love it. And let's move on to the discussion of the week. Uh, Looping back to UFC 272. um, This is a weird one because we could be talking about who's next for Colby, but there's so many options. I think the more intriguing question is who is next for Jorge Masvidal. Hunter, what do you think? I think there's two options here. Um, one I've been saying forever. I think I would still love to see a Jorge Masvidal Conor McGregor fight. 
I think that's still in the makings for both fighters. Uh, Masvidal is on his way out now, I would say. I think that was his last run for the title. Um, so all that's left for him are money fights. So Conor McGregor is probably the biggest money fight in the division or in, in the entire mm-hmm. UFC. So Masvidal McGregor, who wouldn't want to watch that? Both very talented strikers. Both are fighting at welterweight now. Unless Conor decides to go back to lightweight, which I don't think he will. I think he'll stay at welterweight. Um, intriguing fight. And these are these are two of the fighters that bring in the most pay-per-views too. So it could be a, big, a good pay-per-view. So uh, the second one I would – or I got three. I'll say I got three. Okay. Uh, actually, no. I don't want to take anything from anyone else. I'll, I'll go two. I'll go two. Second and more realistic, I'm going to go with the Stephen Thompson rematch. Uh, they've been talking about rematching for a few years now. Hasn't hasn't exactly happened. They don't hate each other, so I think this would be a good fight for both of them. Whoever wins can stay in the title picture or even just in the in the top five, top six area. Whoever loses can start gatekeeping a little bit. So, uh, yeah, I would go Steven Thompson, Jorge Masvidal as the more realistic pick. What I would like to see, though, is Jorge Masvidal versus Conor McGregor. Yeah, I have two picks as well. Hunter, no surprise, has mentioned one of them because it's probably the most obvious one, which is Conor McGregor. You know, you put that in Miami, you know, maybe International Fight Week, whatever, you know. Um, again, um, not to brag or anything because that's absolutely not the point. But when I, when Conor was being interviewed at Bellator Dublin, he did mention a possible July sort of territory return so that could be very possible and i would not be against that at all that would sell over a million pay-per-views easily and it would be a compelling fight it genuinely would my pick though is actually the man that colby covington wants next and that's dustin poirier and i appreciate this might be a tad left field but there is a justification for it Dustin is coming off fighting some really, really tough opponents at lightweight. You know, he's fought Khabib, you know, probably one, well, not even probably one of the most dominant wrestlers we've ever seen. He's fought Charles Oliveira. He's had to deal with the grand game against him as well. So really Dustin wants and Dustin will deserve a stand-up fight. He really will. And if he moves up to welterweight, you've, you've got to get a sort of, you know, tuner fight at welterweight before you fight anybody in that top three. If you throw him straight to Colby Covington, you're throwing him to the Wolves. And I like Dustin Poirier a lot, but he would struggle in that fight without at least one at 170 pounds. So give him Jorge Masvidal. Two fighters who are really good boxers, two Southpaw fighters, and two fighters who just love to stand and bang. I think that fight sells really easily. If Dustin beats Jorge, he's on his way to the Colby fight, given that absolutely. If Jorge wins somehow, then he has momentum back against a big name. You know, it can work for both fighters there. I appreciate it's probably not the main pick, and a lot of people will disagree with it, which I'm okay with. But you know what? To go left field, why not Dustin Poirier? Hey, that's a fun one. I like it, and it would be a money fight as well. I, oh, I, training I partners. That's so what, back that's, to back training partners. That's what I, the other. That, that's my main thing, though. I think they've become even more united because of this whole Colby Covington thing. Yeah. So that's why I don't think they would fight each other. I think they would try sure. to stay away sure. from that. Well, on the surface, I like that pick a lot. Um, yeah, Connor is an obvious pick. Uh, because what you do with Connor right now, you do Diaz. You you got to do it some sort of money fight unless they give him the title. But we're not Which, even talking about that. No. We're not even talking about that. Um. 
Yeah, I think the other pick for me, because we've already talked about Kong. I think, uh, and this is this is a weird one because um, it it's not it's not a money fight, um, and it's also like this other guy is is climbing up the ranks. It might even be higher. It probably is higher ranked than Masvidal right now. But he's kind of he has he doesn't have a fight booked for a little bit. So I would say uh, Vicente Luque might be a fun is, fight yeah, um, for 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 Masvidal. So he's higher than Masvidal. It, it might not make that much of a sense. But Masvidal is still a name that if you beat him and there's no one else in front of you, you get a title shot off of that. At least that's what I think. So um, let the division play out. Vicente Luque needs a fight. He wants to stay active. Uh, obviously, Jorge Masvidal needs a fight. This is not going to be a headliner. It might not even be a, a co-main event, but this is a great fight. It's going to be a stand-up fight. And for Vicente Luque, I think you're thinking it makes a lot of sense. This is a guy that you can beat. For Masvidal, it's like this is a guy who's going to stand and bank with me. This is a guy I can beat. So um, I think for Masvidal, that is, other than Conor McGregor, I think that's probably the most logical option. And despite who wins, it would be a fun fight because they're both going to stand and throw with each other. Yeah, I like it. I like it. If Nate Diaz had another fight on this contract, I would be saying – Diaz Masvidal too, but it's his last one, and he wants Poirier. Everyone wants Poirier, right? Yeah, now. right. I get it because I mean, like Poirier is the money fight as well as he's a great fighter, but his ground game's a little lack. <clears throat> I don't want to say like a lot because it's not like he loses to just, just the like naked choke. the classic every night, every day. It's it's yeah. the RNC yeah. against either the best Brazilian jiu-jitsu artist in the world or the best wrestler in the world. Yeah. So <laughs> it's it's a it's a rough time for for uh, Dustin Poirier. And he's getting called out like no other. So yeah. it's going to be fun for Dustin, but for Masvidal, a little less of a fun time. Yeah. Yeah. I got to be honest, Jack. I love the Vicente Luque shite. You know, when we did the draft last year, Vicente was my pick for welterweight. You know, I'm a big, big fan of his. I think he's an amazing fighter. And yeah, I really, really like that a lot. I actually think that could be an excellent fight night main event. You know, Fight Night Luque Masvidal. Yeah. I think that sells pretty easily. I'd watch that, no question at all. So, yeah, I think that's a really, really great fight. I mean, look, it's not going to be Nate again because, like you said, Hunter, and you're absolutely correct, last fight in the contract. We need the trilogy. You know, we just do at this point. So that's going to happen. Poirier Covington is probably going to happen. And then, of course, we've got Leon Edwards, Kamaru Usman. So... I think that's the roadmap for welterweight at the moment. Um, if they, I actually forgot for a moment that they trained together at American Top Team Poirier and Masvidal. If they didn't, uh, that would be my yeah. shoe in, Nick. But of course they do, so that's just not going to happen. Yeah, I got to be honest. If I had to throw my weight behind one of them, I'm really behind Luke Masvidal. And you're right as well, Jack. And one other thing you said, you know, look, Masvidal's lost. He got beaten comprehensively. No one's going to argue that. But he still is clout in that division. He is a name. And if you beat that name, you are you are in that top three and you're in the striking range of a title shot. So I think it makes sense for both guys. If Luque wins, he's it firmly in the title picture. If Masvidal somehow wins, he has some relevancy back. So that would be the pick I'd throw my weight behind. I like Vicente Luque Masvidal to me in event of fight night. Yeah, I like that a lot, and that, that's why I picked it. The only problem in all these plans for Masvidal or Luque is there's a wrench that gets thrown in Hazmat Chimaev if he beats Gilbert Burns, which I think might happen. Um, so, look, welterweight's getting crazy. Great episode, guy. UFC 272 was fun. 
Thank you everyone so much for listening. Make sure to like and subscribe on YouTube. Listen to us everywhere, literally everywhere, including iTunes and Spotify. Follow us on Instagram at MMA.Island and check out our website, MMAIsland.net. Again, everyone, thank you so much for listening. Great podcast, guys. Thank you, guys. Thank you.